call it heart to heart is because we wanted to be practical we wanted to touch the issues of the heart we wanted to be very frank and open and personal and practical it can't just remain on a theory level on wednesdays we break it down a bit more is it is that okay yes i want you to understand something about the ministry of the word now when i say ministry of the word you understand it differently after last sunday if you remember unless after 40 minutes you lost me so the ministry of the word requires us to put our hearts yes in a certain posture that we may not just hear what is being said that we may also be able to hear what is said in the realms of the spirit there is one such posture that you can position yourself many times i can sense that that if i share everything there will be loss of information but uh, i can tell you that that has changed a lot after the lockdown yes there was a time when i felt i couldn't share more than an hour but now god has expanded our capacity how many of you feel that capacity uh so the way you interact with the word will will depend on how the word comes to you the way you interact with the word will depend how much more is unlocked to you yes yes, yes. sometimes see, we have to learn the art of receiving it and how you can provoke more to come there is a certain body language you can have that will stop the flow of what is to come to you yeah there is a posture of your body that tells i'm not interested for more and there is a certain posture of the way you sit when the word is being taught that will cause you to receive more physical posture the way you react to a word can determine how much more information will come to you now it's 2020 september we can't still eat like nursery we have to by now understand our spirits and body are connected and our posture can determine how much our spirit is able to penetrate the enemy can intentionally cause distractions that can cause 
the majority of people that were ready to receive are now missing out something because the enemy is causing disturbances around so these are things that you have to be mindful when you come closer to the things of the spirit that don't allow anything to distract many times we are able to focus the first half but the second half when the word is going to go deeper now that's when your minds start distract so we need to also develop discipline of mental capacity what did i say yeah mental capacity there are there is a attention span for a child and there is an attention span for an adult in the same way spiritually there is an attention span for a new believer and there is an attention span for a believer that is a matured in the lord a matured believer knows that the entire word that is coming is one string and it is not enough that you understand one point of it you want to understand the whole string of it and that is why you commit yourself to the word throughout the week that is why you don't just allow your mind to take notes you physically take notes that is why you you become a student of the word so if you are ready to be the student of the word let me hear an amen look at your neighbor and say it's okay to smile can you tell them that yes yes did they smile or not if not send them forward we can pray for them we make sure that yes they are all happy they are are they happy amen 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 i hope those who are watching at home you are smiling as well <laughs> i had a couple who was telling me last week they were telling me how when uh, the covid happened they said we were so sure that we are going to kill each other and they said we were fighting and arguing so much that we said okay now that we have to see each other in the same room for this amount of time i am sure that is going to be the most disastrous in fact stats proof that after the lockdown divorce rates have increased but not for this couple they were telling me but exact time the word of god started coming on wednesdays and sundays that they began to realize that it was the best season of their life and i know that the last one month itself many people have had a breakthrough testimony how many of you have had a financial breakthrough in the last let's say 30 days lift your hands up 
last 30 days i know there are more i won't going to count last 30 days you had a promotion you had a breakthrough you had a new job you had a something with finances you had a property you had something lift your right hand i want to just count it at 1234567891011234 there is 14 of them already and this is just uh, uh, the last 30 days how many of you got a promotion among these people how many of you got promotion in the last 30 days lift your hands up okay 1 2 3 4 praise god how many of you got a new job in the last 30 days wow wow there we go this is the grace that is working for you in the lockdown yes come on I I I read Jomon George saying I had a breakthrough man of God. Uh yes, yes. Those who are online I'm also reading your comments. So let us know what testimony. Uh Rachel is saying best season of my life too. Is that the Rachel here? Okay, it's a different Rachel. Okay, thank you Lord. Uh oh, we have Maryland in the house. Welcome, welcome, welcome. God bless you guys. We are so excited. I want you to share your testimony. Pastor, maybe tomorrow, uh, next Wednesday, Pastor, can we, can we, I want to celebrate. We want to dance a bit. We want to hear these testimonies of how in this week alone, I had three people telling me that how they had a promotion that was not normal. That they are saying that the people that heard about it are saying this can't be true. This is not usual. and these are three people that i know about like i had an opportunity to talk i know that there are more and there are people on sunday we need to be a church that every week you come and share testimonies and be celebrate together see if i didn't ask you guys would have just kept quiet you guys wouldn't have shared so that is a very bad habit we have to make sure to give god the glory for what he is doing amen and when you share let the faith of others increase knowing that you are sitting under the same roof and that god is also working for you whether you see it or not amen and say i know that this couple's testimony about their breakthrough in their marriage is also your testimony lord of marriages god has been working on in this season You know Satan is a great deceiver. How many of you know that? Yes. He's called the great deceiver and there's a reason why. He is called the great deceiver because he's masterful in the way he can deceive us and we don't even realize that he's deceiving. Very strategic in the way he fools a child of god have you seen spider webs around your house do you guys have spiders in here one thing if you notice majority of spider webs when you go to check it you will never see a spider there have you realized have you realized but there's a spider web 
then next day you come and check the spider web is bigger obviously the fellow has been working hard but whenever you go there's nothing it's just the web until you get caught in the web you only see him after you are stuck that's the strategy of satan many people don't believe they are going through something because they don't see the deceiver many marriages go through unwanted irritation and pain many believers go through mind attacks emotional attacks anxiety depression so many kinds of attacks and they don't even realize it because you don't see satan sitting there with a three pitch fork you know we have that imagination satan is sitting there with a red tail <laughs> and we don't see the manner in which the enemy attacks and in fact that is that is why you see people don't realize or pay attention to solve the issues in their marriage can i just freely talk today yeah we can stick to the west but sometimes i've realized that even my introductions are prophetic <laughs> so you see how husbands are full of ego husbands are quiet right now uh, wives are full of anger and both are not giving up because both are quite frankly deceived and they don't feel that they are deceived because they don't see satan in the midst but you have to ask the question what is the strategy of the great deceiver what is the strategy there is nothing more shrewdness for demons than if he can be a trojan horse have you heard of the trojan horse i think it's a greek story where they would enter they would they they couldn't enter into this fort and they would make a large wooden horse and leave it at the front of the fort and the the people inside the fort would think ah look they have accepted defeat and they have left us a gift uh, a peace treaty or something and they have withdrawn so they pulled this huge horse into the fort not realizing that the soldiers were hiding inside that wooden horse as soon as they got into the fort the soldiers come out go and open the gates wide open 
now all the enemy is now in that's called a trojan horse so the way satan works is is one of the you know satan would hit me for sharing it this today is he would try to be that trojan horse how can he kill from the inside he is not able to tempt you to go to a prostitute he is not able to tempt you to go and uh, be killed in an accident he is not able to kill you on the outside so what he will try to do is try to kill you from the inside what many people real don't realize is that being killed on the inside is more painful than being physically killed on the outside what many people don't realize is that dying slowly is more painful than dying overnight so nothing gives satan more pleasure than to kill you slowly and nothing is more slow than using your own spouse as a weapon the faster we learn that the faster we reach into our destiny yes so why do i say killing from the inside because we have to understand god when he gave you a spouse he did not may not have given you what you wanted but he has given you what you needed if you don't say amen to that you're not married long enough you have to be married long enough to understand that god has a way of giving you somebody that you cannot escape you can convince everybody else except your spouse you can mask yourself with everybody else except your spouse so why does the enemy use your spouse because satan understands the things of god better than us human beings when god gives you that woman when god gives you that man the bible says you become one in the spirit you become what malaki you become one by his spirit yeah this is going to become a marriage marriage class so i better a better if you are single take notes take notes if you take notes now we may not have to take notes after <laughs> so that means that your spouse is part of you 
she is inside you she is your rib eve was not outside adam he was inside adam god removed eve from inside him so some of you you look like you are shocked as if you are seeing a ghost and she was inside you <laughs> you didn't get it she was inside you and yet today you are looking at her as if you are seeing a ghost you did something that drew her to you and now you are surprised make in order for you to have peace with her you have to make peace with your inner self yourself because there's somebody there that is exposing your flaws and there's somebody there that manages to bring the worst out of you it's coming to the surface managing to expose what you were successfully hiding from everybody else but with this individual so when you hate him are you really hating him or are you really hating who you are now you understand why i said satan is a matter master deceiver He has now convinced you that your wife is the problem. He has now convinced you that you don't have to work on yourself. You can just blame your wife. The faster you understand that it is not your husband that needs to change, that the change starts with you. not your wife that needs to change that the change starts with you that every argument won't turn into an argument without your help i think i need to repeat that one that every argument will not turn into an argument without your help after you learn that you become matured in your marriage many people blame circumstance for the way you are wherein god has anointed you and put you in charge of the garden you decide the environment and the atmosphere of your garden come on 
a fly above what that flaws that the enemy is using in your spouse can you imagine how it will be when a husband and the wife is simultaneously flying above each other's flaws hey You know, my spiritual father, he was just celebrating his anniversary. And the one statement he made, I, I immediately called Mama Tini. I said, let's pray now. Let's hold hands and pray. Eighteen years, they've not had a single argument. 18 years not a single time they've raised their voice with each other and I told my wife I said ay ay we have a higher standard to follow I'm going to clock our 18 years and come back and tell you that <laughs> because when we have fragile role models in our natural dna we think that those are the norms thank god that we don't have to remain a victim to life so by making you believe that your spouse is not attractive he used to be attractive she used to be beautiful is that really true because somewhere you have stopped loving yourself because now she is your extension So when you say I am not attracted to her anymore you are saying that you have stopped loving yourself because she is part of you. When you begin to love yourself in the Lord through the eyes of God you will begin to value yourself better. automatically you will appreciate your spouse better yes. i told somebody with this i we should move on i told somebody if the amount you have taken to argue and fight in your marriage if you would have taken to pray together he would have solved things much faster but that's why he is a master deceiver because we know what needs to be done and we don't do it so i felt i should share this a little bit before we continue yeah 
that uh, couple's testimony inspired me to give you some more tips so that you can keep having the right perspective the right perspective so that you can heal from the inside not from the outside some wounds don't heal it's not because there is a issue on the outside inside needs to be healed some wounds are left open and it is not healing the doctor will say let's test your blood the doctor will ask you do you have diabetics the doctor will ask you because they understand that even though the wound is outside some wounds don't heal because healing needs to happen on the inside So in the name of Jesus let there be healing from the inside of you. Don't wait for a counselor to come and help you. Don't wait for your pastor to come and help you. Identify why is it that my wound is so sensitive? I need to heal from the inside. Because it's not fair for your spouse to go through that pain because you had an inside issue that is not healed now everybody around you is suffering it's not fair so the faster your heart heals the faster the wounds on the outside that you think has everything to do with the outside you will see touching it doesn't hurt anymore and you think if only he stopped touching it my wound wouldn't hurt now that's why God give you a spouse they are supposed to touch and make sure that there is no wounds that are still unhealed that's why they are there to make sure that you are fully healed to remind you of any spots that you have missed So if your spouse is nearby, just tell them I appreciate you. Can you tell them please? Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of where I need to change. Apostle Paul said, if you're not married, be happy. <laughs> if possible, try and stay unmarried. is that apostle paul's experience is like man you're so blessed because you have less things to now be burdened by you can focus on the things of the lord that's in your scriptures don't look at me like that <laughs> so if you are single don't be depressed you're blessed enjoy that enjoy that for a little more while until you're no more single <laughs> so very so far book of ezra you're all lost you're still where i am <laughs> i have moved on i have moved on uh, i need my online audience to help me because my i've lost all the people here <laughs> they are very quiet uh, 
they don't want to go to Ezra now. <laughs> uh, I will learn the hard way. I don't want you to learn the hard way. So let's read the book of Ezra, chapter 3. Okay. Ezra chapter 3. For the lack of time, I want to just briefly take you through. Uh, So in Ezra chapter 3, you see the seventh month, they came together. People gathered together as one man. Even if you're at home, open your Bibles and open your notebooks. Yeah. They had oneness. Now God is testifying them and God didn't want them to build that. Yet God himself is testifying to their oneness. And he's saying now without me these guys are going to build a tower that reaches the heaven. So oneness is very dangerous. Oneness without knowing the will of God, you end up building things that you don't, you are not supposed to build. Oneness caused them to achieve something that God himself testified that these guys, there would be nothing impossible with these guys. And their objective was to build something that reached heaven. Remember, those were the days there were no cranes. Those were the days where they hadn't yet discovered Simmons. And yet God is testifying them. Their oneness was more powerful than technology that wasn't available. Oneness was more powerful than cement. Their oneness, their oneness. I I look at your spouse and say, we've got to really work on this oneness. Because if we are not able to build, we know stuff, are we still, yeah, I swallow that. Oneness. Emmanuel Church and the different churches that are watching me tonight. If your church is not able to build things that will reach this guy, 
need you to ask yourself how one are we because when they were in one accord the wind blew and the fire came there is a wonder that will cause the grace of god to manifest in your church like never before so you have to ask yourself do i bring oneness into the body or do i am i a hindrance do i bring oneness into the body of christ or do i cause division do i bring joy into my marriage or am i the one stealing the peace am i the reason for the divide or am i the reason for the unity because with oneness it's time for your churches to leave a mark in your city in the name of Jesus okay from there we saw how god raised jeshua and his brothers the priests he raised zerubbabel and their brothers to build the altar of god of israel to offer burnt offerings they set altars because they feared the enemies of around those countries so they offered burnt offerings in the morning and in the evening as for they kept the feast of tabernacles feast celebration god commanded them to have feast not fasting and prayer because we know fasting we know the crying part we know uh, we know the we know that but it was also a command that they celebrate together yes it was a command yes so don't just focus on crying and fasting you have to also focus on how often do we have feast how often do we celebrate how often do we rejoice how often do you have a holy ghost party in the church How often do you dance before the Lord? Yeah, uh, you're quiet, you're quiet. As it is written, they gave daily burnt offerings by number. So they there was a ratio, they understood the ratio. Job understood the ratio. Job understood how many children he had according to the number. He did not miss building altars. Okay? as to the custom as to the duty of everyday requirement so they followed customs apostle paul says i have seen that you have followed the customs and the traditions that i have shown you so he's saying that uh, the things of god went from momentary experience to becoming a part of a custom things of god became customs it went beyond just momentary decisions it was beyond emotional moments it became 
part of the custom. Okay? And then it says there was a requirement. God required of that. Okay? And afterward, they continued the burnt offerings. We're going somewhere. You with me so far? Yes, yes. Don't lose me. Okay? Afterward, they continued burnt offerings. So there were sin offerings they would apply. They would have will offerings. And they continued their burnt offerings. Both on the new moons of the, of the set feasts of the Lord. Yes, that were consecrated. Feasts that were consecrated. Celebrations that were consecrated. And of everyone that were willingly offered a free will offering unto the Lord. So you're looking at a full system of celebration that God had placed among them. A system of celebration. From the first day of the seventh month, they begin to offer burnt offerings unto the Lord. Okay? But here's the line I want you to pay attention. But the foundation of the temple of the Lord was not yet laid. So they began to do everything that they would have done if the temple was there. If you remember chapter 2, I talked about how they bought the priests, their uniforms, yet there was no temple. There was no temple. So why do the priests need uniform right now? They could have just said, hey, let's just... The, the clothes of priests we wait till the temple is done because you don't need these guys now no, no. why do you need these burnt offerings and, and sacrifices now because the temple is not up yet the temple was not here but the foundation of the temple of the Lord was not yet laid somebody say not yet, not yet. okay but yet they continued doing stuff they're preparing, they're preparing. Everybody say they prepared. Verse 7. They gave money also unto the masons, to the carpenters, meat, drinks, oil, unto them of Sidon, to them of Tyre, to bring cedar trees from Lebanon, to the sea of Joppa, according to the grant that they had of Cyrus, the king of Persia. He was a man that God had prophetically Okay, he was an unbeliever. He was not. He was not one among them. The king of Cyrus was not an Israelite. But the grace of God came upon prophetically, and he began to prophesy about their journey, that their temple, their walls had to be built. Yeah, because till now we were always believing that they have to be a believer to prophesy. God. If he does not find believers who believe, he'll go to the nearest bar, catch a drunkard, consecrate him, fill him with his spirit, and make him prophesy. God is never out of options. Just because you don't believe it, just because your church don't believe it, just because your city doesn't believe it, does not cause God to refrain himself. He's always going to find somebody that he can use for his glory. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. That brings us to verse 8. You're with me? Yes. 
You with me on the balcony? Okay, okay. All right. Now, in the second year of their coming unto the house of God at Jerusalem. Second year. Everybody say second year. Second year. In the second month began Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Jozadak, and the remnant of the brethren, the priests, and the Levites, and all they that were come out of the captivity unto Jerusalem, and appointed the Levites from twenty years old and upward. to set forward the work of the house of the lord that verse is loaded is loaded maybe you want to read that again in the second year notice these things i and you by now i want you to see how you break a verse in the second year so then automatically the question has to be why did they wait for two years why didn't they start building year one why did they wait for the second year you getting me yes okay then then it talks about the those that came out of captivity very clear those who came out of captivity okay take note of that three appointed the levites appointment so they were already levites they were born levites but there was an appointment okay take note of that the fourth thing from 20 years old and upward a levite is a levite even when they are born but they are specific to say let's have 20 years and above i say this next notice to set forward the work of the house of the lord set forward the work of the house of the lord to begin to start how do you explain to a blind man that not all apples can be you can eat and enjoy that you have to look at an apple and see if the apple is ripe and that if that apple is green in color you don't want to pluck that you want to pluck that which is red or ripe and then you are able to enjoy that how do you explain that to somebody who is blind how do you explain that to somebody who has not seen what you have seen one more time 
how can you explain something to somebody what you have seen when they have never seen how do you explain a sunrise to a blind man how do you explain the orangeness of the color of the sunrise because there is a part of his senses that is blind and without that no matter how much you try to describe the color it will not make sense until his eyes are open to see now this is how spirituality is you can have theology after theology after theology about the things of god but until somebody assures you into a new dimension you don't understand what you're missing you don't understand what you're missing because you have never seen it and until you have seen it your mind fails to fathom there is something beyond what you have already experienced so many things of the spirit trying to articulate it is dangerous trying to articulate the things of the spirit to somebody who is not there to somebody who is not tuned in is dangerous because most probably they will stone you for telling things that they don't understand because history has shown that people destroy that which they don't understand people do, do what they destroy if you see the religious chiefs going after jesus i'm not lost i'm i'm we are on track okay okay you're with me right okay be careful because we're going somewhere in a very different level tonight okay if you see the the chiefs wanting to kill jesus it's not because they hate him who doesn't like somebody who can multiply loaves for free <laughs> who doesn't like somebody who can heal the servant that is dying who doesn't like somebody that is so profitable they did not kill him because they hated him they killed him because they were afraid of him they killed him because they could not control him they could not comprehend him and what people don't understand they try to destroy what people don't understand that is the reason why jesus himself said such has been to all the prophets all the prophets that has come before you they have tried to stone them what do you if all men say good things about you something is not right if everybody likes you 
because whenever there was a dimension that people did not understand they tried to stone it so trying to take somebody to a new chapter you can lose your life so sometimes it is easier for us to dumb it down believe me sometimes it is easier for us to come here and not push the buttons it's easier to keep it light 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 give you biscuits for snacks and i'm telling you i've done this long enough to know people will be very happy with french fries you give them french fries they'll be posting on facebook screaming on the rooftop our pastor is wonderful and it was just french fries it was just french fries but when you start challenging people to go deeper you're almost forfeiting a lot of joys because you're taking them where some of them were not even they didn't even sign up for that when they came to your church did they really expect that they just wanted to go to heaven <laughs> they just wanted can you can, I'm a terrible sinner can I can you do some prayer can I confess my sins can you get me into the book you know and then now they are caught in the whirlwind in your church i know i'm talking to hundreds of leaders out there talking to dozens of churches out there so as pastors we have to make peace that not everybody can come to where you're going and just because not everybody get, doesn't get it does not require for you to not do what you are sent to do so we are doing things that we are sent to do here in this house i want you to carefully understand this 2 years they took or more than a year because they started in the second year they are coming from exile they're coming from the prison they come from a place of slavery and bondage and chains and pain and trauma they don't come out and say okay now we know that the reason we went into an exile is because we didn't have this grace covering us we had the temple but we had forgotten the ways of the god of the temple we became religious at some point we allowed other idols to compete with the true one true god and that one teaching priest and that one statutes principles the laws of the lord 
And so we missed the grace and favor and we ended up in exile. And now here we are. We are going to correct it. We are going to rectify it. We want to start out with clarity that this never repeats that we will never be exiled again in our life. Defeat and failure will be the things of your past in the name of Jesus. So you're looking at a group of people that have determined that this will not happen again. Are you determined? Talk to me. Talk to me now. Are you determined that defeat and failure are the things of your past in the name of Jesus? So here's a guy. Now they, they have researched. I've, I've talked to you about the last two weeks of what all they have done. And actually three weeks now we have been studying about it. So I don't want to touch that again. Now they begin to start the process. Yet the temple is not yet constructed. But they are already preparing for that temple. Pay attention. Now when they have come back from exile, you would assume that they would rush to get the temple up. You would assume that the day they come back, they will get out and start building. That's not what happened. Instead, they began to prepare for the temple. In the second year, they came about building the foundation. So the question is, what were you doing for one year? One year. The second year they came to start the foundation. So that means there was another foundation they were building before they could physically start a foundation. They were preparing something before they could start something in the physical. I don't know if you are able to see that right now. Now this is a part where many believers miss. So I want to slowly take you into that. Are you you going to allow me for that? There is a term that they mention in the construction industry. Okay? It's called the blueprint. Have you heard of that? This is the map of how the construction must take place. This is the research of how the buildings will be, how many pillars will it have, where the concrete will be poured, how much amount of concrete will be poured. This is the plan before the plan. The plan before the plan. Many of us, we are so much in a hurry to start building. Wherein God is saying, this is the way, the manner in which these guys 
built. They said, wait a minute. We know that to build a temple is the will of God. Do you agree? We know that in order for us to build a temple, we need a foundation. But we are not going to rush to build this temple. There is something we need to do before we actually start building the foundation. And what needs to be done is we have to get everything ready. We cannot waste any more time. We have to be prepared in all directions so that when the work starts, there is no more delay. When the foundation starts, there is no more confusion. Are you getting what I'm saying? When the actual work starts, there is no hindrances that the enemy can throw. The preparation before the preparation. The preparation before the preparation. Okay. I need to expose this for a reason. Because many of us allow our spirits to be discouraged. Because we are looking for the pillars. We are looking for the foundation. We are looking for the roof to appear. And yet in many areas of our life, we don't yet see something visual externally and we allow ourselves to be discouraged. So I began to see how many of us have allowed the spirit of anxiety and we have allowed the spirit of depression. We have allowed ambition to take over our spirits and hijack our journeys and cause us to collide before time. So today's word that is coming to your spirit is protecting you from an accident that is supposed to happen. When there has been an extended period, when you see no foundation, no pillars coming up, no scaffoldings, the enemy will begin to lie to you saying, ah, you're wasting your time. Ah, look, nothing is happening. Ah, you're supposed to go to the nations. Ah, you're supposed to shake the nations by now. I thought you're supposed to be baptizing presidents by now. You need to tell the devil, shut up. After tonight's word, you cannot allow that spirit of discouragement to steal your joy anymore. Because I'm going to show you how God is doing something internally before things can manifest externally. One more time. If you miss that line, you miss the whole word. <laughs> if you miss that one line, you miss the whole sermon. Did, I, did you get me? Yes. How God is working internally. How he's building a city internally. How he's building a fortress internally. 
internally how he is building a kingdom internally how he is building a systems internally inside of you yet we are so much in a hurry to see external growth external results when I'm going to show you I'm going to show you we won't rush we won't rush can I take my time to so so I'm going to stop looking at the clock okay I'm, you give me permission right okay. because this this clock is a hindrance Uh, I'll stop looking at it. Okay, hear me. Lira Pukosia. This is a journey. This is a journey. I'm going to take you somewhere. If you look at Jesus, don't be shocked now. Don't be shocked. Put your seatbelts on. A lot of shocking stuff is coming. The first three and a half years of the ministry of Jesus with the disciples, was just the blueprint was just the blueprint i'll show you how when the lord jesus took the 12 disciples to him he took people that were not ready they were not ready i'm telling you now hear me out don't rush three and a half years they were not ready there was not a single day in that three and a half years that they understood what the master was saying three and a half years now during this time they were casting demons out themselves they were doing ministry they were also having a title called apostle i am a pastor yeah yeah they had encounters they even saw the transfiguration on the top of the mountain if you're looking at resume they had more resume than most of you and yet three and a half years there was something that was happening that they didn't even realize god was working on their character god was correcting their spirit from the adulterations of their past the first three and a half years with the disciples the three and a half years god was just correcting these guys were the most judgmental guys around jesus take can i take my time yes they have they come to hear about somebody doing ministry around jesus they were also using the name of the lord they came to jesus and said lord master look these guys they are acting like they are part of our team but they are not part of our team so call fire from heaven i said they said burn these guys down <laughs> because it just can't be us we cannot be anybody as burn them down and the lord jesus had to correct their spirits so those that are not against us are for us it's a principle these guys who so been 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 doing ministry they're doing ministry they are casting demons out they're preaching they're going two by two these guys 
these holy apostles <laughs> when the sinner woman came and broke the alabaster jar and began to worship jesus all the fellows started sitting and thinking if only a master knew who this woman was if only a master knew so they think that they know more than the master their spirits didn't have the humility to think that they knew less than jesus i think the master doesn't understand the full picture the master doesn't understand it had to be corrected three and a half years of walking with jesus in the glory people of god in the glory realm <laughs> in the glory realm and when jesus turned around and said somebody touched me they would mock the master saying what do you mean somebody touched you there are hundreds of people everybody is throwing you master felt that somebody touched him <laughs> he thinks somebody touched him everybody is touching you what are you saying they did not have the capacity to comprehend what the master was doing i can go on and on when the master looks at them and say what do you have to give it's like oh the master has lost it again let's let's try and save him from embarrassment let's tell him this it's it's too too late in the evening master let me tell you what you should do send them home they have a jesus and yet they are teaching jesus something was missing in their spirit three and a half years can i go on you will see peter who seemed to be the biggest supporter of jesus the biggest supporter of jesus you will see him approaching and then he and then he denies him not once not twice not thrice something didn't add up they were there physically but their spirits was not there where the lord was they were not in sync with the lord then the crucifixion of jesus 3 days later the lord had to appear to this each of them the bible says next 40 days the lord jesus taught them and strengthened them from the word you see that in the book of acts chapter 1 40 days people of god it was that 40 days that the lord jesus was building the foundation three and a half years was just blueprint character molding three and a half years was correction Three and a half years was pataks. Three and a half years was God exposing them of how much they needed him. 
when Peter is saying, I'm going to protect you, he's like, you're going to protect me? Okay. Okay. You are going to help me? I will let me show you what, what your capacity is. Three and a half years. The spirits were being prepared for what was actually coming. It took a resurrection. And 40 days from there, Bible says the Lord Jesus every day showed them in the scripture how this was to happen. Can you believe it? Even at the moments of the cross they did not understand why Jesus had to die to the point where he called them into Gethsemane and they went to sleep. In a moment that they needed him the most. They went to sleep. But the next 40 days, he appears to them and begins to correct and say, okay, now it is time. Your eyes are open. After three and a half years, now this has to bother you. That three and a half years they did ministry but their eyes were not open. Three and a half years they had encounters but their eyes was not opened. Three and a half years they had an experience what nobody had but yet their eyes was not open to a next dimension. And Jesus appears to them in the next 40 days he begins to build the foundation. Okay? Acts chapter 1 on the television, I don't see the worst numbers. Uh, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proof, being seen of them 40 days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So hear me. This is after three and a half years. He had to meet them again. And teach them again. Say, okay guys. You didn't get it the last three and a half years. After all the miracles that you saw, you didn't get it. So next 40 days. Now I'm going to show you everything that you missed for the last three and a half years. Next 40 days was a second course. When that foundation was solid, when that foundation was laid, look, that 40 days was the most critical days in the in in the lives of the disciples how many forget what I'm saying are you with me yes. this has to bother you that three and a half years of seeing the glory of God and yet you've you've come to a place where you did not know see I from the way you guys are looking at me right now you're looking at me like the blind man that you go to him and say the sunrise is orange in color. And he looks at you and saying, what are you talking about? Because right now I can tell you that some of you are saying, what do you mean? How could there be more? Because you feel you are, have been enlightened. You feel you are already at the next level. And I'm here, come telling you, this is just blueprint. 
Digest that. I think we should stop now. Digest that. Because one year ago when I said, hey, we are shifting very soon, not too many people believed. And now I'm telling you, we are still in blueprint season. You know what is the most sad part? Is that that there was one Judas that never made it into that season of foundation. He perished in the blueprint season. He did not he did not promote he did not pass the test of three and a half years to come to the actual 40 days of building the foundation. And you know what? The spirit of God came upon them and the Bible says they went out to nations from there. Rani Prakasa Taka. So, I want you to understand this. The building part is the easy part. One more time. You ask any builder that understands building. The building part goes up fast. But the blueprint and the foundation is the most critical part. And if you are a good builder, you take your time to figure out the blueprint. You research the blueprint well. Then once your research is all complete, you now you are able to see what is coming up without seeing it in the natural. Now you see the blueprint and then you come in and you start building the foundation. And the foundation is, it takes a certain time. In 40 days, he strengthened their foundation. He said, now the spirit is going to come. He is going to be the one that is going to build from here. The spirit does the building part. Okay. I want to show you, don't worry. I want to practically break it down to you. Even if it's going to take time till midnight today, we're going to work this out today. I've not said that before, so those who need to go, you are free to go. But we are starting a journey that I don't want to push to next week. This is for tonight. This is for tonight. Once we get this, people of God, our perspective is going to shift about the things of God. And I don't want you to wait as long as I have had to wait to understand this. I'm going to say that again. I don't want those that are given to me, are sent to me. I don't want them to wait as long as I have waited to understand what I'm teaching you tonight. So you're with me or not? You look at Judas. He, he failed the test. He failed the blueprint. He did not pass to the place where the foundations can be laid. So you're looking at, why did they wait for one year before they build the foundation? 
one year they come from the exile and one year they just preparing and preparing and preparing and preparing they getting their systems right they getting their understanding right they preparing for one year before they can even start building the foundation lara takavasia where were these people they were in exile they were in chains they were slaves in another land do you agree yes when somebody has been a slave for an extended period of time even after god brings them out of that slavery they are now without chains in the natural but they are still bound in their mind if you don't believe me look at israelites the israelites came out of egypt they came out of the slavery but in their mind and in their spirits they could never escape egypt because of that god had to kill them in the desert and could not take them into the promised land Are you with me yes, yes they got out of slavery yet they were so prisoned in their minds that they died in the desert now these guys are intelligent they are smart at least they they have leaders that are sharp they are leaders with understanding they come together and they are saying brother listen to me i know we all want to rush to build this temple i know we all want to rush to do the right things but before we can build that temple we have to be careful we cannot make the mistake that our forefathers made we cannot start dealing with the things of the spirit until the everything that is that that came along with us from the exile is completely eliminated Amen. from Amen. our spirits many people have started building their spirits without disconnecting from the things of the past they have carried it into their destiny now they are in their promised land and they are supposed to be happy but they are unhappy they are supposed to be celebrating but they cannot celebrate they're supposed to be free people but they're not free because somewhere they did not pass the blueprint they did not prepare themselves well so they carried the things in their soul into their promised land i want to explain quickly how a prison system works when you are enslaved when you are in a jail when you are in a prison 
what happens is you are in a place for an extended period of time everybody else is moving forward except you time is moving forward except you everything else is growing around you except you there is progress everywhere except you you are stuck behind bars in a location it does something to your mind it does something to your soul staying in one place listen i'm going to help somebody in a mighty way in a few minutes listen to me carefully staying in one place for an extended period of time without progress does something to your mind it does something to your soul it does something to your emotions it crushes your emotions everybody is getting married and you're not if you're going to allow that incident to now mold your emotions and your mind soon even after you are married the individual that marries you is marrying to a soul that was prisoned now you can be married but you are still prisoned even in your marriage now you are married but you are still single in your marriage now you're married but you have pulled the baggage into your marriage because somewhere you did not let go of that which you carried from your exile you have carried it into your promised land you've carried your fears of the past into your promised land you've carried the past disappointments into your promised land you've carried your past pain into your promised land so they're looking and saying we have no hurry we have no hurry we want to stay here in the land of free until our soul can be one with our spirit and we know without a shadow of doubt that we are truly free and then we can start building did you get me now you got to help me you got to help me am i are you understanding what god is speaking to today before you start building you have to be sure that you are truly free now many people think that once i am born again and i i say the prayer i i that 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 five lines of prayer and my name is in a church membership then i am free if you are one of those people that says oh now i've said the prayer and now i am born again ask peter ask the disciples three and a half years they were not just born again ah they were apostles oh they were walking on water they were doing signs and wonders like nobody but three and a half years they were carrying their things of the past into the things of the spirit it is it is going to be chaotic the reason why 
please don't be quenched but let me bring you some hard truths the reason why some of us have not been able to experience peace is not because the god of peace is not with us it's because we have not made peace with our past we still live in condemnation we live in guilt we have carried our fears into our new season and the word of god is coming to you to help you today there's something about information that comes into your spirit that will set you free ah you didn't hear me so i'm going to say that again there is something about a divine information that comes into your spirit that is going to make you wake up and say why in the world am i here you will get up rise up and walk tonight in the name of jesus the blueprint season is where god is looking into your soul hear me your soul your spirit is born again but is your soul born again your spirit has accepted the lordship of jesus christ but your soul is still imprisoned by the slave masters of the past rathe kabraga tonight i come with a warrant for the arrest i come into that cage in the name of jesus i come into the dungeon in the name of jesus i come into the dark place in the name of jesus and i want to declare lazarus come forth that years married lazarus come forth 20 years married lazarus come forth you still stuck in the rat of that prison that failure that pain let there be light today somebody shout let there be light today let 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 your soul wake up right now somebody shout let there be light oh so you are you are moving your spirit is moving forward yet your soul is stuck in the past your spirit is in the lordship of christ but your soul is controlled by your ex boyfriend your spirit is renewed by the spirit of god but your soul is a slave to the pain of your past memories you're not ready to build yet if god has not allowed you to build it is because god loves you so much see i lost your amens right there it's okay no no you don't have to say amen but i'm pointing to how this word is striking your spirit do you see god 
has been saving you from another embarrassment. Because if you build this temple, can the Holy God live in that temple? Because he is not just looking at the brick that is being built. Every brick that builds has the thumbprint of the one that carried it. And the DNA of the soul that built it. You think it is just about building a few bricks together, but not realizing. Hey, Ramaya Taka Sakaya. You want blessing. You want to see pillars rise up. You want to see everything manifest overnight. But God is looking and saying, my dear, my child, I'm waiting for you. I'm working on the areas that you still are connected to your past. He loves you so much. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. The Lord loves you so much. I want you to right now cry out to God saying, Lord, I don't want to carry the chains of my soul into my promised land. I, I, I owe it to my children. I owe it to my spouse that have married me. I owe it to my generation that is waiting on me that I will not Is my young people listening to me? Is my young people listening to me? Is my young people listening to me? You are young. Don't allow the spirit to adulterate your spirit. It's not worth it. There are some people that are grown up 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years and yet they are slave to something that happened to them 50 years ago. They are slave. They can never build something of substance without leaving an imprint of bitterness and pain. Anybody that comes to contact with them are hurt by them. They are doing ministry, but they are hurting people. They are building walls, but it falls down. The foundations are weak. And they wonder, God doesn't love me. No, is it God? Or have you carried your soul into your destiny? So young man that is listening to me, young woman that is listening to me, when God gives you a clean slate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Don't desire the wicked works of your friends. Don't wish that you had boyfriends like them or you had girlfriends like them. You are blessed. You are blessed. 
they get to party till 12 o'clock and you are sad that your parents are too harsh on you and they control you you have to thank god yes. that you have parents that keep boundaries in your life even though your flesh wants to break the boundaries you have parents that will put boundaries and stop your flesh from doing things that otherwise you would have done and cause your flesh to adulterate your soul and now you are in the promised land and you're wondering why can't i build something that is nice why why is it that everything that i build reminds me of my prison oh, i can weep over this word why is it that i'm trying to do good why is my marriage looking like my mind if you're honest with me you can admit to what i'm telling why are you so upset with your children when your children are simply a reflection of your mind why are you so upset with the world around you and the world is just reflecting the brokenness of your soul i'm really interested to help some people i'm not interested anymore to just shout and scream and not help people last month somebody messaged me oh can you preach some hardcore message like how you used to do when you were 18 years old ay 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 i'm not interested in that you should find other hardcore preachers that shall you is gone now i'm interested in showing a generation the blueprint i want to find god's blueprint the original plan you didn't hear me i didn't i'm not talking about the adulterated plans of the enemy i want to bring to you the original plan of heaven what god ordained you before your marriage could be broken before your life could be messed up before the enemy hijacked your mind god is restoring the original plan in your life I'm not interested in a in a, a a church that is in a screaming match and not in a changing match. If your screaming is more louder than your changing it's better you keep quiet. Because the change must come from within the blueprint. Don't rush to build though. Look into your soul and say God for my children's sake sake did you hear me people of god lara take me sake for my generation sake for my nation sake hayata kasaka lord fix that part of me that is a product of my exile hayaya <laughs> fix that part of me that is a product 
strength of my exile. You see, that is why you will see in First Timothy chapter 5 verse 22, it says, Hey, lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other men's sin. Keep thyself pure. Because he's saying that you lay hands on that man or woman and promote them suddenly, sudden promotion. You're partaking of their sins. Keep yourself pure. Because you are going to be responsible now for bringing the things of the exile into the things of God. Hey. You may not like me today, but, but this is helping you, I'm telling you. Today the grace of God is here. Anybody that is hearing this word in the spirit, the grace of God is reaching you in the name of Jesus. Pride. Sit down please, sit down please, sit down. Sit down if you can. Pride is the hardest thing for a mentor to correct in a mentee. Because when pride comes, you can't see it. You can't see it. So this is the problem with Peter and Judas. They both had different levels of mercy on their life. Do you hear me? Please, every word that I'm saying now is very critical. The level of mercy on both of them was different. One guy went and spoke to the chief priest and betrayed the Lord Jesus. Another guy denied the Lord Jesus who was already betrayed and in chains. Hmm. Three times, not once, three times. But both experience two different kinds of mercy from the master. Can I help you here? Does this matter to you? Yes. It matters. Because the difference between these two disciples, in fact, the ratio of probability was more against Peter prophetically than Judas. For Judas, it was a ratio of 1 is to 12. He said, one of you will betray me. Not all, one. So it was 1 is to 12. With Peter, hey, it was 100% ratio. He said, you are going to deny me. <laughs> it wasn't probability. It was surety that Peter, that prophecy was not maybe one of you. No, no, no. It was you. You are going to do it. Yet the guy who could have missed being one among the twelve probability, his ratio was just one is to twelve and yet he did not encounter grace and mercy. And the guy whose probability was hundred percent escaped the grip of death. That means, Pastor, you can go to the valley of shadow of death and come out untouched. It doesn't matter how deep and dark 
your dungeons are it doesn't matter how messed up your mind is your spirit has a way of pulling your soul out of that exile so what was the difference the difference was simple people of god judas hid everything from the only master that could help him and peter was a open book to his master peter was broken but he was broken in front of his master judas he struggled yet he did not expose his struggle to the only person that could have helped him he thought he could outsmart his own master so when mercy was given the one who was not ashamed to bring his brokenness to the master not once not twice thrice he has kept the dark parts of his soul so i'm talking to somebody that has been in a very dark place and it looks like you are the last person that should be building a temple it looks like you are the last person that is worthy of standing and serving the lord and yet you may be that one that god will use as an example to the nations where because you pulled your past to the feet of jesus he's now going to take you and use you an example of what a restored soul looks like god is looking at some people who has the humility to say I'm not, I'm not just looking for microphone. You got to understand these disciples were all doing ministry. They were all preaching. Just because you see somebody holding a microphone does not mean that they are mature. And the enemy has a way of causing you to be deceived because he will keep lying to you that you have arrived. And yet you're still working on your foundation. If he can blind you in fact there will be women that the enemy will use to come and sing songs that Saul killed a thousand and David killed a ten thousand and somebody who is new in the faith will quickly feel oh my god they like me better than my pastor without knowing that's a trap people will be sent by satan to say oh you are my prophet you are the voice now you are that you are this just to make you be carried away by your soul that is longing for place longing for position longing for acceptance so he will give you what you long and he will make sure it looks nice so that he can deceive your spirit from going to where you're supposed to be maturity will locate that and say devil you cannot hijack my emotions yeah. 
somebody the other day asked me he said he, he, he said that i see how 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 many hurts you've gone through and yet you keep raising sons how is it that you're still confident that that they will not hurt you i said who said i was confident <laughs> if i raise sons is because of the grace of my life to raise when you are a father that's what you do you keep raising and it's not because you are sure that they are not going to hurt you that's the call on your life but it is up to the maturity of the son to say hey i know what god is building me into and i am not moved by what the enemy is offering i'm building my foundations right this is my season where god is working on my foundation amen i will not deceive be deceived by the enemy that i have arrived amen ah uh, you're quiet now just because you see you you know the best example you 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 i was reading a news about just last week somebody saying uh in in the uk there was a a 13 year old girl uh, sorry 15 year old girl with a 13 year old boy they were parenting a child so i was thinking about that and i realized both were created by god the organs the womb the uterus everything was created by the lord and it was functional and they were successful in creating the baby but it is not whether they can create a baby it is where they supposed to create the baby should they do it not can they do it just because you can don't run to do it just because you can build don't build it i have lost you there just because you can build it you have to ask is it time for me to build it these guys had everything but they had the spiritual maturity and the capacity to hold back the government law talks about how you have to be an under 18 you are a minor and yet spiritually we don't even consider age just born and we rush to make babies spiritually maturity requires you to understand god is now working on me i want god to work on my parts of soul that have been exiled amen yes there's so much that i am telling you you will only understand when you arrive there just as that blind man that's why i started with that example who is going to look at that red apple and green apple and he's going to think you're crazy but it's not that you're crazy 
you are telling him something that he has seen that you are yet to see look into your spirits and say god i want to be those one among those few people in our generation that i have worked on my soul as much as i work on my spirit there's a danger people of god that your spirit can now be adulterated by the information that is on your soul one more time your spirit can be adulterated by the information your visions that you receive the dreams that you receive is affected by the fights you've had in the morning so you 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 can't say i have the gift to dream in and not work on your soul you can't say i have the gift to prophesy and not work on your soul you can't say i have the grace to preach and not work on your soul you can't say i'm called to serve the lord and not work on your marriage because if you what you don't work on you're going to drag it into the temple silence write it down i want to increase my understanding yes write that down i want to increase my understanding you are doing that faithfully but in order for your spirit to effectively work there must be information that your soul understands so that when the spirit's capacity is increasing your soul doesn't break apart when your spirit's capacity you come into a service like this things are happening in the spirit week after week things are being released in the information things are being released in the spirit but if your soul is not renewed your mind is not renewed so every week renew your mind every week renew your mind so that you may be a worthy vessel to be upgraded with the informations in your spirit second thing that i want you to focus on increase the capacity of your soul to handle stress please we have spiritualized so many things i'm going to close now i'm going to share this one more thing and i'm going to close we have spiritualized so many things but we have ignored that if our soul behaves like the one in the dungeon like one in a prison if we behave like a slave things of the spirit cannot settle on you because you're still thinking like the slave everything will be a complaint for you everything will be a complaint because complaining 
is a reflection of a soul that is tied in a dungeon a soul that is in a dark place complains of the lack of light it complains of the lack of food it complains of the lack of meat oh when we were in egypt we had cucumbers cucumbers crying for watermelon they crying for meat it's a sign of a soul that is still living in another season look right now into your soul look right now into your soul and say hey is my spirit a spirit of complaining your wife can never be happy if you constantly complaining you you just just have to complain about the salt she spent all day working for you and she's so excited to give you the food but you have to tell her you have to there it's a, it's a spirit inside you it is a bondage that you have been carrying from your father's house he did that to his wife now you are doing that to your wife you have to highlight while there was a, a pepper uh, a mug there and there was a salt right there you could have just taken and just added the salt when she's not looking but you have to tell her because it's not enough that that you have salt you have to quench the environment that part of you in your flesh that has not yet been subdued how can that flesh start building something and expect what you build to produce something of excellence if god has not allowed you to build yet he's saving you time I don't I know I know you're so quiet you don't want to say amen to all this it's okay it's okay today sermon I made up my mind that I may not get enough amens it's not about you saying amen I want you to go into your spirit yes, 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 yes. do you get me people of god yes. talk to me talk to me talk to me do you get me yes. are you with me yes. you have to look into your spirit and say lord cause me to get back into rhythm amen. my spirit is calling me to go somewhere in the things of God yet my soul is tying me down i have lost peace because i told my wife i want hot water she didn't give me hot water i have lost peace i told my husband don't put the tissue box here now i've lost it just because i couldn't control my anger i have become like the one who has no power over his spirit has no rule over his spirit is what the bible says when you allow anger to take over you you become like the one who has no rule over the spirit you cannot conquer a city the grace to conquer your city comes from the fact that now you have put to death the things of the soul that holds the memory of the your exile tell your spirit right now tell your mind tell your heart it's a new day i'm no more in chains the things of the past is past i am anointed by the lord i'm loved by the lord my expectations are not in merry human beings i can overlook the failures of my spouse because the lord 
overlooks my failures. I can forgive my spouse because the Lord has forgiven my my life. I can show love because the Lord shows his love to me. It's a new day. I am not a victim. I am not a victim. My soul cannot hold me back captive. I'm moving forward with my church. I'm moving forward with my woman of God, my man of God. I'm moving forward with my wife, with my husband. Me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Because of me, my children shall be healthy DNA. <laughs> I wish you could say a louder amen of that one. Because of me and my wife, my husband, oh, my children will be leaders in the land. Hey, yes, 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 yes. Because your spirit is home, your children will be home. Yes. Because your soul and your spirit is not at war. Because you are in sick, you have given time. Yes, we have given time. We are on the same page. Duty is no more a burden. To bring up children is no more a burden. Family life is no more a burden. I can't wait to go back to my house and meet my spouse. I can't wait to go back to the house of God. Because I'm coming from a renewed mind. A renewed spirit. Yes. This is such a critical, critical word. Critical word. Tell your mind, stop playing games with me. Stop lying to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am loved by the Lord. I'm not going to live in condemnation. I'm not going to live in self-pity. Yes, yes, yes. Somebody receive this word into your spirit right now. Three and a half years of greatness and the disciples had no clue of what was happening. Let that not be said about you. People of God, there is a dimension God is going to take you where it is only after you arrive there you will even look back and you will remember this day. <laughs> you will remember this sermon. And you will remember the blind man's story and say, ah, okay. Okay. This is what he was talking about. <laughs> my soul is free. As with my spirit. That's work on it this week. Prepare, 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 prepare. Prepare everything, every area. Work on the boat of your head. People are going to look at you and say, What are you acting like? Why are you behaving like this? You are acting like the temple is already here. Yeah, tell them, I'm not waiting for the temple. The change starts tonight. My soul, Rakabo Shita Baba. People, listen, people will not be able to 
make you mad. Humans will not be able to make you be confused. Your friends will not be able to take you off the things of God. They will not be able to tempt you because your soul is yours. You are not looking for their acceptance. You are not looking for their affirmation. Your soul is no more a prisoner to another entity. Your soul is not looking for love. You are already loved. Your soul is not looking for another compliment from somebody. <laughs> somebody comes and tries to entice you with a compliment. You need to tell them, I know. The Lord told me that last night. I have laughed. This year, you're getting out of your insecurities in Jesus' name. This year, your soul comes together to where your spirit is. Your spirit shall not lower itself to where your soul is. Your soul will rise. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be in a hurry. Don't be. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. If God has stopped you from not building things, He's saving you from embarrassment. He said, what? I want your blueprint to be as strong so that when the foundation starts, ah, the building can happen overnight and it will still stand. Look at me, oh Lord, and answer my prayer. Oh, 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 Lande Brose. Let me pray for you. Father Lord, I thank you for your children. You give them grace tonight to hear this hard word. Yeah, you give them grace. You give me grace. Lord, I don't know how much I've been able to help them, but I know that there's no word that goes out that will come back in vain. Because of this teaching tonight, let your children have an aerial perspective. Yes. Because of this one video, I pray that their, their, their spiritual eyes will be open. That they'll be able to look at a situation and say, wait a minute, that's not my spirit, that's my soul. That is pulling me to where my spirit cannot go. And they will never be enslaved anymore. Every taste of the prison food be forgotten in Jesus' name. Every taste of your past be erased in Jesus name. Every fear of the dark dungeon, the dark days, the pain of the past, the places where 
nobody should have gone your soul descended down into those abyss and now it is affecting your married life this is affecting your intimacy in your marriage it is affecting the joy in your house in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus who said you need one year to be healed <laughs> that's another lie who said you need 40 counseling sessions to be healed that's another lie the word is coming to your spirit tonight you will be able to go back and tell your husband tell your wife look this is the product of my soul that has been in exile victim shall i be no more amen the reason i speak the way i speak is because i've been a product of many failures but the grace is coming to me and i'm going to have gracious words amen but my wife will look at me and say wow those words are healing me you're waiting for the lord to heal her when god sent you to heal her heart you're waiting for your husband to change but god is sent you as the catalyst for his change yet your tongue has been cancelling what the spirit was supposed to receive victim shall you be no more exile shall you be no more this word did not come to you without the grace for change how oh, it carries grace for the healing of your soul they will touch your wounds and they will determine that your wounds don't hurt anymore somebody called you fat as a child and now today you are a grown up and it still hurts you the lord is healing you when that word that hurt you in the past will not hurt you anymore things that had power over you your soul i speak to your soul and shine I speak to your soul wake up bless the lord oh my soul your spirit is worshiping the lord but your soul is still condemning itself and complaining and being sad and sitting in grief bless the lord oh my soul come out of that grave come out of that grave come out of that grave let the resurrection grace there needed to be a resurrection before the lord jesus can build foundation let that resurrection power find you with this word to 
today in Jesus people are going to be surprised they are going to forget of how bitter you were they will look at you and say i want to be as kind as you are i want to be as gracious as you are because you're coming out of your exile i want to talk to some of my sons pastors in the ministry the lord is healing you right now the lord who gave me the grace is giving you the grace you will not need ministry broken you will be healed your marriage will be healed your finances will be healed your mind will be whole many men of god around the world they do ministry from a broken place that is not the right way god intended for us to do ministry that's what the enemy wants to break us in our marriage break us in our personal life in our private life so that we cannot lead with power there's so much grace flowing through this video grace is coming to you you will serve the lord from a place of wholeness